Welcome to the Veteran Outdoor Program Podcast. Okay, I'm looking at my question guide here. The first question that we've always started with is, who are you? (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I am a humanoid (laughs) named Mary Lee Hopman. What do you want to know? I don't know. That's a big question. Where are you at? I'm in South Lake Tahoe. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it was crazy how it all worked out. Like right after the pandemic happened, um, you know, when everything went online. Mm-hmm. This is where I went to community college and I had lived here about three years before I moved to Humboldt. So um, I just moved back and my friend had a place for me to stay. So we're, we've been roommates for almost a year now, coming up on a year because I moved in April 1st and she has a sweet apartment, like right on the edge of town. Like the, I just have a forest in my backyard and you can walk like two miles and there's a lake, Fallen Leaf Lake, and then the wow. lake top is just right across the road. So yeah, it worked out for me. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah. So you've been like hiding out there during the pandemic and like, are you still going to HSU? That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I'm taking my last class, so botany is the only thing standing in between uh, between me and that psychology degree so yeah yeah (laughs) you're in tahoe how cold is it there uh there's still snow on the ground oh wow that's beautiful the listeners can't see this but it's like beautiful blanket of white snow and there's some evergreen oh, conifer nothing. trees. Take you out to my, my living room area. That's just like the where all the cars are parked. Oh. This is my backyard. Whoa! That's gorgeous. See that mountain up there? Yeah. That's called Tahoe Mountain. It looks more like a hill. I mean, I'm from Alaska, so. Yeah. But um, I'm out and bike that in the summer, tons of hikes. Yeah, you hike about a mile and a half straight ahead, and there's um, Fallen fallen Leaf Lake. It's beautiful. Wow. And hopefully they'll fill up that pool this summer because they didn't last summer. (laughs) Oh, ice pool. Or it's empty. It's empty. Okay. Maybe it's a little animal home. Who knows? Yeah, there's lots of squirrels here. (laughs) cool that's awesome i don't have anything cool to show you i have a curtain here behind me (laughs) and my babies are over there they're sleeping i want to see your babies i know i know they're sleeping if they were awake there would be all kinds of fun noises going on so how old are they now too they're two 
Double trouble in the terrible twos. Oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me your story. How have you been involved with the vets community and the outdoor program? Okay. So as far as the uh, veteran side of my life, um, so I joined the Coast Guard. I grew up in Alaska, mm-hmm. um, had kind of a different life for sure, going way back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> so uh, I didn't have like running water or electricity. So that was definitely a huge challenge for me growing up. Yeah, I think that really sticks with me. Um, just because I felt kind of like inadequate compared to everybody else, all my peers, you know, I didn't have like my basic needs met. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something I'm still working through today, but we're not going through my issues here. Um, The point of the story is that I wanted to get out of Alaska as soon as possible. Yeah. um, After I turned 18, Um, you know, I did have like full ride scholarship to any Alaskan university but um, I didn't want to stay in Alaska. So I was like, hmm, how can I get out of this place? And my mom and sister had both been in the Coast Guard. So um, wow. yeah, so I got this just wild hair that I wanted to join the Coast Guard too. I remember vividly like the conversation I had with my sister on the phone. And, you know, up until that point, it was like, I was about to graduate as a senior in high school and I had planned on going to college like up until that very day uh, conversation. And, um, you know, she just really inspired me and I was like, let's do this. So um, I signed up and shipped off the next fall. And um, yeah, boot camp was something that I'm really grateful that I went through. Like it just showed me how strong I was. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was just so proud of myself because I really like gave it everything I had for those two months every single day. And it was hard. Like, I'm sure, you know, you know, we all tell our boot camp stories, but, um, you know, we fight over who had the heart, which branch had the hardest one. But they say that Coast Guard is right up there with the Marines. I believe you. And uh, so there were nights where my back was shaking, you know, no sleep, running on three hours of sleep, throwing up just crazy stuff. Um, So to make it through that and then actually get, you know, the honor of getting like most physically fit out of my whole company, just because I really did like give it my all, you know. Damn, you're top. You like won that award that they like they talk about in boot camp. I didn't even yep. touch that award. Holy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I remember uh, like running the mile or the mile and a half that we had to do just for like the test. Uh-huh. And you know, the, the like standards that you have to meet like mm-hmm. a minute and a half and 15 minutes are super easy looking at those times. And like, I don't even know the pushups, but just, it's all really easy. But then when you add like what you're going through every day, and like you're doing push-ups all the time and like you're never not running and screaming and then to go have to do that test like it makes it a lot harder um I just remember like 
getting uh, second, I think, behind this one guy. And my company commander was like, hot man. And he was like yelling at me, like, did you let that guy win? <laughs> like, were you holding back? He thought I was holding back. And I was like, that's the fastest mile and a half I've ever ran. I ran at a six minute mile like, pace. I, yeah. So, yeah, but it was just something about like that pressure. I just kicked it in. Like I went into Woo! beast mode that whole two months and then I graduated and I was just ready to go. Like I was so stoked on life. And um, so, yeah, then I had a good career in the Coast Guard. I didn't really appreciate it for what it was because I was so young. I had never been in the real world. Like I was pretty sheltered, you know, growing up in the woods in Alaska. And so, yeah, it was like my first real, my first job ever, you know? Yeah. And um, so then like the, the wear and tear of the daily kind of bullshit, you know, gets to you a little bit. And um, I was kind of reconsidering, like, is this what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to make this a career? What am I doing? And um I just kind of wanted to finish my time. And on top of that, um, I was really seasick. Yeah. Ironically. So um, I was at a small boat station first for the first two years in Station Hatteras Inlet, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool place. It's at the end of this like island. And um, yeah. So we would go out and we had, you know, search and rescue cases. It was really intense sometimes. And sometimes it was really boring. And uh, I was the youngest, you know. I was one of two girls out of a station of 57. Whoa. So yeah, that was rough. Um, I was way on the other side of the country, you know, mm-hmm. literally as far away from Alaska as you can get. Um, and some of the cases were really tough. Like I felt my, like my spine was getting compacted just by like, cause we were on these surf boats. I don't know if you've ever seen them, 47 foot motor life boats that crash through the surf. So it took a toll on my back for sure. When you're out there for like 30 hours, just like holding on, you're strapped in, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I decided to go bosun mate, went to bosun mate training school, um, graduated there in Yorktown, Virginia. Then I went to my ship in um, Galveston, Texas. And so up until that point on the small boats, I had been getting seasick. Like every time we'd go out, basically I'd puke and rally, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I would just throw up and then keep working. Um, and it was fine because we would never be gone for more than like 35 hours, I think was the longest time we were ever out on the boat. Okay. And then you go back to the station, you know, station life, station vacation. <laughs> and then, um, but on the cutter, it's not like that. You know, we were gone for two months and I was on a 210 foot cutter and it's like a, like a rubber ducky in a bathtub you're just walking sideways sometimes and so I was sick all the time and um it was getting to a point where it was really bad like I couldn't I was really dehydrated and um just constantly thrown up couldn't hold any food down and it just didn't go away you know so we tried everything and um the doc on board basically said you know you gotta get off this ship so we'll see what we can do And that was about, uh, that was after about eight months of being out there doing that, you know, coming back to port for two months, but then going back out in the Caribbean and there's like no air conditioning on the ship and I'm at the top. It was like, (laughs) so life was kind of getting hard for me at that point. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) 
yeah, so he had me hooked up to an IV at my rack, at one, in my rack at one point. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, they said, you know, if you, if you do get off this ship, then you're going to have to be discharged because you're undeployable is what they said. So um, they did decide to discharge me honorably. And I really wanted to go to like back to a small boat station or even like switch jobs. So I wasn't a boatswain mate anymore. So I wasn't out at sea, you know, something like that. So I really tried to do that, but um, they just said, you know, you're undeployable. That's the word from the top dog trickle down effect. That's what he said. So I was like, you know what, that's okay. I'll carry on with life. And I had a good run. So they discharged me. I got 80% of my benefits. So I immediately started, I went back to Alaska and started going to school. Um, I was living by myself. So that was really weird because I had just been with people for three years, day in, day out, never alone, you know, like (laughs) I wanted to be because I was just like a little sardine sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. were you ever on a ship? I was never. And so I don't know, but I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying about being like packed in there for like months and then going out for like, it sounds like more than a day long trip sometimes just being like in this boat. Yeah. Two months. (laughs) And it's just like constantly rocking and yeah. 15 women down in this little, hole (laughs) yeah where uh, you're sleeping in your tiny little rack you know elbow to fist length height between you know one rack to the next Uh, (laughs) but I like that because I do I I like the team environment I was always in sports growing up Mm -hmm. so I mean I enjoy being around people so needless to say when I got out of the Coast Guard it was like a shock to just go immediately to living by myself um So that was the first time I think I ever experienced like some major depression and just got really down and like lonely because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not normal for, it's in human nature to be social. It's not really normal to uh, be alone. You know, I'd go to class, but how it is in college, you just kind of go to class and then where's the opportunity to kind of get to know people if you're not involved in some sort of program, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I didn't get involved in the veterans program there. I don't even know if there was one. Probably not. Yeah. I was just focused on trying to like pay my bills and, you know, so yeah. and go to class and not fail. And let's see. Then I moved to a ski resort, which is about 45 minutes south of where my university was. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a sketchy road, like in Alaska, it's icy along the ocean you know, this road, winding road. And um, I moved into employee housing and little Mary had grown up pretty sheltered, you know, never really drank or partied. I was just very focused, driven, good grades, you know, sports. That was my life. So then when I started, um, when I was surrounded by um, people that were more, you know, they were partying, they were having fun, letting loose. Oh yeah. I wanted to do that too. So I started drinking a lot more than I had before. Um, you know, so, but since snowboarding was super fun, I had always loved it when I started, I was about 16. So I was having a ton of fun doing that, but I did start to fall behind with my academics and, um, just with the long commute, 
that was really put on the back burner. So I started failing my classes and I was like, all right, you know, a couple semesters go by, I get like a few Fs and I'm like, I gotta figure things out. Cause you know, I was getting the GI bill. So that like was paying me to go to school, but I was mm-hmm. kind of taking advantage of that. So then um, I decided to move to California. I had always wanted to. Um, so I drove down through Canada, down the highway one, uh, landed here in South Lake Tahoe. And so I started working at a pizza place where my, my roommate and employee housing up in Alaska, she had worked here in Tahoe. Um, so she had kind of recommended it, even though it had always been on my mind. It was like, I was always kind of meant to wind up here. Yeah. Um, like I remember going through my, my photo albums on my laptop and like seeing pictures of Lake Tahoe, like way back when I was in high school. So it was funny that I just kind of like wound up here because when I drove to California, I literally did not know where I was going to live. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm going, I'm living it. I'm going to be a California girl. I actually drove down to LA and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's way too many people, way too expensive. Um, I have a dog and I can't even bring him anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I turned around, headed back up north to the mountains. Mm. And then I started going to the community college here and I was doing way better. So I was kind of, I was buckling down, you know, getting a little more focused, um, thinking about what I actually wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while I was working, I was just chipping away. And then two years later, I got my associates in English and psychology. And then um, after looking at all the potential options of where I could go, I decided to go to Humboldt State University. And so I transferred there August 2019, and I did move up by myself. I made the decision to um, part ways with my boyfriend. We weren't breaking up, but it was kind of like obvious that it was headed in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was really excited. I was just excited the whole summer to move up to Humboldt, and um, so that's when you guys come into the story. <laughs> The Humboldt Vets program. So at the community college, I really, there was a vets program, but really all I did was kind of like use the office. They didn't really have like any outdoor activities um, or like events or field trips, you know? So I kind of like utilized their printer and, you know, would just like snap in their office sometimes, but they didn't really have any organized events for everyone to get together. Uh, It was more like unofficial so I wasn't really involved there. And so that was the huge difference when I moved to Humboldt was just how involved you guys are uh, in the vets program there and how like the effort that you make to reach out to students is, is huge. It's awesome. So um, I remember meeting Kim and um, I was supposed to go to that first like outing to the lagoon, but um, I didn't make it quite in time. I was like moving all my stuff. So I didn't make it to that one, but I did go to the the surf day mm-hmm. out in um, Moons. What's it called? It Moonstone Beach. Moonstone Beach. Yeah. So I went to that one and that was really fun. I loved it. 
um, you know, I'd always wanted to be a surfer girl in California and there I was. There you the go. <laughs> so I loved that. That was really fun. And then um, started classes and I did go kind of through a breakup at that point. So I started getting pretty depressed again. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really nice to go into the vet's office and just be around people who get it. And, you know, you walk in, it's just chill. It's like, okay, these people are cool. You just like sit on the couch, take a deep breath, you know, <laughs> talk with the other veterans. And yeah. um, it's not like, it's not like I didn't like the students that were in the classes with me, but they're just younger and uh, they don't have as much like life experience. And so they're really serious. They're really kind of high, like uptight and like high strung and like school, mm -hmm. which is cool. That's, that's nice. But um, I just didn't really relate to them as much yeah. as I did with the veterans. So that was really my little escape, just going to the vet's office. And um, I really appreciate you guys for that. Yeah. That's something that we hear a lot. And like, I've been, I've been working on all these podcast episodes and time and time again, exactly what you're saying. It's weird because we don't like tell tell the new participants what others are saying, but y'all are saying the same things like having this space of, of people who get it and people who like you can just let your guard down and and be a part of a, a little community, you know, have a safe space on campus, still use that printer, but yeah, <laughs> abs <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I felt the same way coming to HSU, just having the, the vet's office and all of you just to, just to see people who I knew that, you know, whatever happened that that they were on my side like this was my family like these were the people who i could i could be myself around um yeah yep yeah so um did you go on any more trips other than the moonstone do you have any stories so i really only started to dip my toes in the water with um just the, the veterans outdoor program because I just did that trip and then the snowboarding trip to uh, Mount Hood, right? Uh, it wasn't Bachelor. I was going to go to Bachelor. Mount What's Ashland. Mount Ashland. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the two night um, trip to Mount Ashland and that was really fun. Yeah, that was we, fun. Yeah. We got to rent the house and play games and, uh, yeah, I love snowboarding, so it was cool to show off my skills. <laughs> yeah, you were like one of the most skilled, like you were just like this incredible snowboarder. You're like going like backwards, sideways, upside down. I'm watching you and I'm just like, is she an instructor here? Like, what's, what is this? I remember you were like in the, we, we had to like sp split out into groups because of, you know, people going different speeds down the mountain and you were like in the top group. I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was trying to keep up with y'all sometimes like, oh my gosh, that was a lot of fun. Let me show them how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. It was, it was really fun. Um, so I wish I would have made it to Bachelor. Did did you guys even go or did coronavirus happen 
got kanked because canceled. of coronavirus. Yeah. 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 Canceled. <laughs> That's when the whole program took like this weird hiatus. Um, yeah. And it's it's technically still going. We're trying to uh, adapt it so that like people like you could use it. Um, like if you wanted to go boarding or do an outdoor thing with your boyfriend or anybody in your pod, you know, you can. I saw that. Yeah, I got that email. It's just that I'm way down here in Tahoe. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if it happened where we were like driving up there, then that would be we would definitely use it. But I mean, I'm in Tahoe, so there's about. <laughs> you can use it in Tahoe. Here. Really? Yeah. Wherever you oh. are. Wow. And I wonder if you could even get reimbursed for some things you were doing already. Okay, I wish I would have known that. <laughs> oh my goodness, we need to get the word out. See, this is important. Yeah, I thought it was just for up in um, like Ashland, Oregon area. It's it's just wherever, and you know, I guess there is a little bit of like legwork to do, but that's why we have a new uh, veterans program administrator, Clifford Lamastis. He just mm -hmm. stepped in. Kim Hall retired. Aww. And yeah, it's kind of sad. I know. Ken. I'm going to pout with you just for a second. We miss you, Ken. Yeah, I miss do. you. But Cliff's good. And he's he's been trying to, um, you know, get the get everything going, even amidst the pandemic. Um, I know that, like, I just talked to Manny. He... He organized some um, hunting trips and some fishing things, um, just trying to talk with local, um, you know, outdoor adventure type uh, experiences and agency organizations, you know, um, so that we can get people out there still experiencing the outdoors and everything good about that um you know it's yeah. just um but we kind of have to just do it individually now so mm -hmm. definitely well, need to get yeah. what was yeah. that i mean i've heard soon like things are supposed to go back to normal but maybe not yeah i hope so i hope we can get these groups going again after you know that's I'm hoping that like listening to the podcast will, you know, inspire people to want to, you know, get back into the the normal outdoor program activities that we had going on cuz Yeah. There is something special about a group, you know, but Right. Yeah. Until then, got to do the individual. Yeah, until then you just keep doing what you can. Yeah. the program helped you during your time at Humboldt State? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. If I was still up in Humboldt, I would definitely be reaching out to, you know, the friends I did make through the veterans program. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but since I moved back down to Tahoe, you know, I'm, I'm all right down here. Um, yeah. but yeah, going, while I was going to school there, it was just really nice to be able to get together with you guys in the program and, um, you know, hang out outside of school and, you know, go out in the, the square, what do they call it <laughs> in Humboldt? So I, I really didn't do that with, um, any, anybody else. I made like a couple friends in the beginning of the semester, um, just through like, we were in the same orientation group. Um, but yeah, besides that, it was like, I hung out with you guys. That was like my social, social group. <laughs> yeah. That leads to the next question. And I know it's weird because the pandemic hit and then we kind of dispersed and isolated, it, um, to be safe, but like, did you make any friends with other participants of the program and like what happened? Did they remain your friends or how did it go? Yeah, I would definitely consider um, you guys my friends. <laughs> um, it's on, it's definitely on me. That's something I have done my whole life is like when I move away, if I'm not in the same area as my friends, then I pretty much like lose contact with them. Like, I mean, obviously we're not in the same physical space so we can't physically get together but I'm pretty bad about like reaching out shooting a text well you know years go by and then you kind of something happens like this this interview you know and you just talk and hey you want to hang out and then yeah but anyway while I was there yeah yeah for sure I feel that way about myself especially like I, I just realized how being in you know, like programs and, you know, being in the military and having a unit and then being in specific classes with a cohort, like those things were the things that forced me to kind of be around people. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, what it is. And like, other than that, I'm realizing, <laughs> I was just telling my friend the other day, I'm just realizing that like, wow, I, I didn't really develop that skill of like intentionally reaching out to people. I didn't either, Devin. I'm not either. <laughs> because we just had, I mean, I had to be friends with my unit in the military. Like yeah. I had to make it work somehow. And yeah, I didn't have time to like uh, reach out to all my high school buddies. Like those people were gone, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know, like most of my friends that I grew up with in Alaska, they're all scattered out throughout the U.S. Yeah. So we'll talk on social media every now and then and be like, hey, if I'm driving through your state, you know, let's meet up. And it's just about making it happen. That's all it is. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. Hey, and we yeah. made this interview happen. We did, we did it. it. Woo! We're, We're doing, doing it. it. It's happening. <laughs> uh do you think that the program helped you in staying in school or in graduating from HSU? Mm. You know, I think I would have stayed in school even if there wasn't a vets program, but mm -hmm. absolutely it helped me. I mean, not just that free printer either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it was really hard to to meet people just through class. Like I would just, I would go to class and I mean, this was pre-COVID and I still felt just like, how do I talk to people? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cramped in here. I don't know. Maybe it'd been, it was because I'd been out of uh, college for a while or I don't know what it was, but it was kind of like, I felt socially awkward. So then just having the vets program, you know, 
um, kind of helped with that a lot. So, yeah. yeah and you're in line to graduate. Uh, are you, what degree are you working on? I'm in line to graduate this semester and, uh, I'm graduating with the psychology degree. Yeah. Yeah. Psychology. yeah. Awesome. Wish I would have won another degree, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. There's still opportunities for more degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the future, I'd like to, um, start, you know, looking around for master's programs. Cause like we were saying earlier, it's like, I don't know, as far as job outlook and professional development, you can't do too much with the bachelor's. Yeah. It feels that way to me, you know, just looking around at different, you know, uh, job postings and seeing the requirements and realizing like, whoo, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hefty requirements here for these jobs yeah. to make some, yeah decent money to live you know a lot of competition I mean it's funny because my my parents they just think I've made it you know mm -hmm. and my like all my my aunts and uncles like I'm not trying to understate the value of my degree or like what I've done I, I am proud of it it took a long time and I put a lot of work in yeah while I was you know working a restaurant job and living like the rest of my life at yeah. the same time yeah. but um it's just, it doesn't, the degree doesn't hold the weight that it used to, like when my parents were growing up. So they just think, you have this degree, like, that's it. You're, you, you're set up, you're made. Like, and, and that's just not how it works anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it is kind of hard I mean, to. For some degrees, not psychology. <laughs> yeah. I'm also yeah. a psych bachelor. So I'm there with you on the just just feeling yeah, like but you're about to finish your master's program yes yes exactly <laughs> you know i'm you're just in a, a different point in space time you know maybe maybe down the road in space time you're also a master's in social work yeah. or whatever you want you know who knows yeah yeah let's manifest that <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> would you recommend the veterans outdoor program to others i would you would. Sure thing. <laughs> I know it's kind of a weird question because we're just like talking about it already, but. Uh, 10 stars. 10 five out stars. of five? Ooh. 200%. Yes. <laughs> Why would you recommend it? Well, just everything I think we've already talked about, but, um, hmm. you know, the environment, the social aspect, uh, that was the biggest one for me. Let's see. Just the, the resources too. I mean, there's more than just the printer. <laughs> but <laughs> having that that office to just go and um, recenter between classes, hmm. uh, that was that was really nice. I don't know where I would have gone. Maybe to my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, real. And just you know, being with like-minded people who. Um, have kind of the same background and um, can really relate on that level because like I said you can't I wasn't able to do that anyway with the other students that are you know 18 19 just graduated high school mm -hmm. uh, this is all they've known uh, I just wasn't really able to connect with them like I was with the veterans so I would definitely recommend that to any incoming veteran Nice. Yeah. And we, uh, 
I was talking with a participant uh, the other day about like we also have some like family members who come on the trips and of veterans, you know, they're using the benefits. Did did you encounter any of any of those kind of situations or relationships on trips with uh, with family members and such? Uh, I didn't really. I didn't have any family members with me on the trips. Um, you know, I do kind of wish that I would have got my brother more involved. Um, you know, because I, you know, how I said earlier, my sister had been in the Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she he was my sister for it's still confusing, but for about nineteen years, and then actually transitioned. So now um, he's my brother. So yeah. he's trans. So he's a transgender veteran who was also in the Coast Guard, but he wasn't going to school. He was just living with me in Humboldt. Um, so if I would have stayed longer and if coronavirus hadn't happened, then I probably would have introduced him to everybody. And, um, you know, I think he would have really liked that. And he's an awesome, wonderful, beautiful human being. So I'm sure everyone would have loved him. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any family members with me when I went on the trips, um, but I know that other people did. And like you had your wife yeah, and your kids. And um, so it really made it feel more like a family just to have all those, you know, the range of people. Thank you for sharing your time with me, for sharing Thank with you. all of us. Yeah, it was really good to see you. Yeah, great to see you too. And no one will see this video, but that was really cool catching up with old friends like i miss all y'all i really do yeah i do too i'm in the podcast now yeah (laughs) you are the podcast (laughs) i'm making recommendations (laughs) the end the end all done as my baby said all done all done (laughs) all done Thank you for listening to this episode of the Veteran Outdoor Program Podcast. And a special thank you to our students, families, program mentors, community partners, and university staff who support the program, as well as our sponsors who are listed in the podcast description. To our past, current, and future population, this program is your program. HSU Vets is not only for you, but of you and by you. Contact us at vets at humboldt.edu. That is V-E-T-S at humboldt.edu. Let's talk about how we can utilize your strengths in the community. <laughs>